Close textual reading, baby. Harry Potter. Let's do this. I fucking live for this shit. Alright, let's do this. Chapter 3. It's called The Letters from No One. Uh, and that sounds cool. I like the chapter title. Uh, I like I like the idea of a letter that doesn't come from anybody. So the chapter starts with Harry literally being tortured. He was held in a cupboard for like months on end. He's basically, like if this were real, he's basically a feral child at this point. If this were to really happen to someone this person would end up just insanely psychologically damaged. It would be ridiculous. The amount of sort of, like, personality issues that he would have, the amount of tremendous pathologies, and he would need years and years of therapy. Oh, and then also, he gets beaten up by Dudley's gang at school all the time. And the weird thing is they all have these names, like fucking, like, Piers Morgan and, like, Malcolm Gladwell. So basically, he's getting beaten up by, like, a bunch of neoliberal pundits. And then, of course, we get to be reminded that Dudley is, is big and fat, again, uh, in, in case we forgot. And then Dudley is like, uh, hey, Harry, I want to stick your face down a toilet. And Harry uh, has the world's worst clapback. He's like, oh, yeah, well, I bet a toilet would be sick if you stuck your face in it, because your face is more sickening than literal piss and shit, you shitty fuck. But this, like, makes no sense. Harry's comeback makes absolutely no sense, because Dudley was talking about shoving Harry's face down a toilet, not his own. It's not like Dudley was like, hey, Harry, you want to watch me stick my own face down a toilet? Haha, <laughs> dude, I'm, uh, I'm sticking my own face in a toilet to own you. Owned. So then Harry stays with Mrs. Fig, who's, like, way nicer to him than literally anyone else in this entire book. Uh, she lets him watch TV and gives him chocolate because apparently she's mad at her cats because one of them tripped her, and that's what caused her broken leg. And then Dudley has a fashion show, and he looks like a riverboat gambler, and Harry is, like, trying not to laugh at this kid. And he really wants to be like, ah, oh, you look like a fucking idiot. But he doesn't say that. But it's really interesting to see that now Harry is getting to the point where he's actually, like, sticking up for himself. Before, I think Harry would have just been like, eh, whatever. I'm gonna go lay with my spiders. And then Harry sees his aunt doing some sort of labor-intensive dye job on Dudley's hand-me-downs so that Harry can wear gray clothing to his school, because apparently his new school is gonna have, like, a uniform of, like, you have to wear gray clothing. But that's weird, because why not just buy him gray clothing? Like, are they actually expending, like, serious energy and labor specifically just to be assholes to him? It's not like they don't have the money. They're constantly buying their shitty kid a bunch of gifts. So I'm, like, I'm at the point where I'm starting to wonder if this is just, like, a giant, elaborate psychological experiment, maybe? I don't know. 
and so then Harry gets this letter and it has this like fancy ass seal and it has like four different animals and he opens it and it's a BuzzFeed quiz that says like which Harry Potter house are you uh but then his his uncle's like no you don't get that letter and like takes it from him and he's like even though it'll send you off to wizard school which is exactly what would help us be rid of you because we hate you but at the same time we also hate you so much that we don't want you to be at wizard school or something i don't know this is an incredibly confusing aspect so far of what these what his aunt and uncle's motivations are i have no idea and maybe this is something that will get cleared up later but at this point this is insanely confusing to me so he's like you don't get to go to school because we're insanely uh evil people so sorry and harry's like but i really want that letter and you guys are being dicks and uh how about you uh and and how about you giving that letter and uh uncle Vern is like no you know what how about you fucking uh move into the small bedroom where dudley keeps his toys how about that because that has something to do with what we're talking about and so then harry's like okay and then he moves into that and then he gets another letter addressed and it's like addressed to mr potter uh the kid who lives in the used to live in the cupboard and now he lives in the small bedroom uh where where dudley keeps his toys or whatever and harry's like whoa they like know shit about me and then the uncle comes up with like insanely more elaborate ways of denying the letters that keep coming for harry and it gets really ridiculous there's like a sense of like a like i think a bit of a streisand effect where like if the if the wizard school wants harry to get the letter they could like they need to be a little bit more nonchalant about it obviously they know what's going on because they're you know they know where he lives. They know how he moves. and So it's weird that there's like this weirdly selective prescience going on. These wizards are all powerful, except for this crazy dude can also thwart them at every turn. First of all, going back, why would Mumblecore give Harry to these people if he knew that they were going to be insanely, insanely abusive and torturous of him, and then also go to tremendous lengths to thwart his attendance at the wizard school? So that makes no sense. And then, why not just, like, send the, that cat woman and have be like, oh, I'm a cat, and then I'm in your bedroom, and poof, now I'm a professor, here's your letter. Or even just, like, I'm gonna recite the letter because... I feel like if you're a magic wizard school, you can figure out a way to not have some crazy uncle keep Harry from doing this, but whatever. Or give it to, to fucking Mrs. Fig, and then she could just, like, give it to Harry next time he sees, he see, she sees him. But instead, they just, uh... It, there's a sort of comedy of errors. And there is there is a slight part of me that just hopes that this entire book is just more and more elaborate attempts to give Harry the wizard letter and just, like, equally elaborate ways for Uncle Vernon to thwart those attempts. It's just 300 pages of that. So, and then eventually we sort of get to the breaking point where uh, Uncle Vernon takes them out to a small island shanty via a rickety boat um and it's like storming and none of this makes any sense no one puts this much effort into stopping something unless stopping that thing is incredibly important and so obviously to the uncle and aunt this is an incredibly important thing to not have him go to wizard school but they can't just like sit him down and talk to him like a human about it so it's like what is motivating them is it abstract hatred of harry because that isn't a convincing motivation but neither is love or, like, protection for Harry. Like, if it's like a, you know, we're going to turn around and it's actually they, they're they protecting him. Because we already know the way that they exhibit um, love and protection 
of their own child. So we like none of these motivating factors are, are clicking in any in any sense, and it just seems like again these are just weirdly mean evil people who delight in going to great lengths to uh you know convince harry not to do something or to to stop harry from doing something there's there's some like ominous hints of like oh well we agreed no wizard shit when we took him in but like the lengths they're going to prevent this letter it's just it's just it beggars belief and at the at the level of metaphor i'm not sure it works either because it's a pretty jumbled metaphor is this a comment on meritocracy on the difficulty of achieving upward social mobility through the education system i think that ultimately i'm just going to chalk this whole chapter up to just like i don't know it's a cliffhanger chapter it's a short chapter there's not a lot going on the the good thing is that the cliffhanger uh ending did propel me to want to read chapter four i'm i'm incredibly confused by the character's motivations uh and i hope that that gets ironed out or it doesn't i don't know but yeah so i'll read chapter four and i'm sure i will pedantically dissect it just uh the way that I always do. Okay, bye.